Hi, and welcome to the Country Hope Church podcast. We're based in regional Queensland with locations in Chinchilla, Gainda, Jandawi, and Meandara. We hope you enjoy this episode and we invite you to join us for a Sunday service. For full details, head to our website, www.countryhope.church. I want to talk about a lady from the Bible who was a mum. Uh, she's only a mum to one child. She's actually the lady who's most mentioned in the Bible. Anyone know who that is? And it's not Mary. Who do you think it is? The mum that's most mentioned in the Bible. Anyone know? A few of you. Not Hannah. Good guess. But Who said Sarah? Who said... <laughs> I talked with you about it before the meeting, so you can't win the chocolate. I think there's, a, there's actually a chocolate here for the one that got it. Who was it? Was it John Johnson? It was John? Have a chocolate. There you go. I've got another one here. I've got nothing else to say. Here, Lockie, have a chocolate. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah's in the Bible. She is uh, the most mentioned female in the Bible. She's the only woman in the Old Testament part of the Bible that had her name changed by God. God changed the name of people to signify something great in their name. She's the first woman mentioned in Hebrews 11 in the New Testament, which mentions the heroes of our faith. She gave birth when she was 99 years old. That's some accomplishment, isn't it? That's something right there. She's a remarkable woman. She lived several thousand years ago in the Middle East. Her name means princess. Uh, so she was of good stock. It says in the Bible, she was exceedingly beautiful. Now, I could have put a picture of my wife up there, but you would have thought, oh, that's just Carly. So I put this woman up instead. This is the second most beautiful woman I've seen this week. <laughs> she lived in a patriarchal age. So she lived in a time where men ruled and women had few rights at all. Her husband, Abraham, received a promise from God. He was well-to-do, lived in a big city, that was really advanced. It had libraries and flushing toilets and all sorts of stuff. So they lived in, in wealth and he got a promise from God, I want you to leave where you live, I want you to take tents, you're going to live in tents and I want you to walk and I'll show you where you're going to go. So Abraham, it says Abraham believed God but he also had a wife. How did she feel when Abraham came in one day and said, I want you to leave your friends, your social connections, I want you to leave this house with the kitchen and the dishwasher and everything, and we're going to go live in a tent. We're just going to walk. How did she feel when this happened? She had to go through all this stuff as well. How did Sarah handle this? In Hebrews 11, we find an interesting uh, verse about Sarah, which talks about our heroes of the faith. This is what it, what it says. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for, and knowing that something is real even when we don't see it. Faith is the reason we remember great people who lived in the past. And one of those people was Sarah. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered God faithful, who had made her the promise. By faith, even Sarah. Just a few little words, but so much of a story is packed into her story. What type of woman was Sarah? Uh, she's mentioned as a hero of our faith. 
Well, we know that she was a, a woman of intense character, intensely strong character. She was a strong woman. This is what 1 Peter 3 says. Peter says in 1 Peter 3 in the New Testament, he says, it's not by fancy hair or gold jewellery or fine clothes that makes a woman beautiful. No, your beauty comes from within you, the beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that will never be destroyed and is precious to God. In the same way, holy women who lived long ago followed God by making them beautiful and made themselves beautiful by being that sort of woman. Sarah obeyed Abraham, her husband, and called him her master. Now, you read that in the 21st century, and that really grates on you. Sarah called Abraham, her husband, her master. But really, the focus is on she was a woman who was determined and gentle, quiet and strong in spirit and who could never be destroyed. Now, remember, Peter is writing 2,000 years ago, and he's talking about a woman who lived 2,000 years before that. We obviously live in a different world in the, in the 21st century. Back then, the man was boss, and the women, woman just went along. Uh, it was a very different world. But if you read their story back then, it begins in Genesis 12 in the Old Testament, when Abraham was called to leave the city that he knew where he was a wealthy, well-known individual. And he was called by God to take his family with him and start walking to a place that God would show them. Grab the tent, the camping gear, we're going. And so he did that. So imagine leaving the place where you live, where you have your home, where you're raising your children, where you go to the cafe with your friends, where you've got social connections, your, your family's there. Imagine leaving that because your husband says so, and just going, taking everything with you that you can and going. The impact on Sarah would have been enormous. I have to now go along with this. Uh, how would she have felt? She couldn't say anything. She couldn't say, I'm not going. It just wasn't even an option. In the world they lived in, she had no choice but to follow Abraham. She had no control over what was happening. How do you handle that? Uh, how do you handle leaving everything? And so they left. Sarah, with strength of spirit, who could not be destroyed, left. They eventually got to the place where God had called them. But when they got there, there was a drought there. And it says in the Bible that when they got there, there was a drought. So then they had to go to Egypt to avoid the drought. So now this is testing of your faith as Sarah, because her husband's told her, God's told us to pack up everything, grab our tents and go. We finally got to the place where God wants us to be, but now there's a drought. So now we've got to go back down to Egypt, which was the most powerful nation in the world at that time. And so up they, they packed up again, got their tents and went back to Egypt. This is the worst part of the story for me when it comes to Sarah. Because Abraham, when he got to Egypt, he knew that it was a powerful nation, there were powerful people there. He also knew how beautiful his wife was. And so as he's coming into Egypt, he has a fear. If they see me with this woman, they're going to kill me and try to take my wife because she is so beautiful. So he concocted this idea that I will just call you my sister just so that they won't kill me to take you. Now imagine, imagine me saying to Carly, hey, we're going to a different city and there's some powerful guys there, so I don't want them knowing I'm your husband. I'm your, I'm your brother, right? You're my sister. That's what we're going to tell everyone. Imagine the betrayal she felt. She's a good wife who's followed her husband well. And Abraham now says, I'm going to tell everyone, you're my sister. Well, the bad thing is, 
is that Pharaoh himself saw Sarah and thought, wow, she's beautiful, found out about her, found out that she was in Egypt with her brother, Abraham, and so went and took Sarah as his wife because Abraham was too gutless to stand up for her. And so now you have Sarah being married off to the Pharaoh because Abraham was too fearful to say anything. Imagine the betrayal she's going through now. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine it from a bloke's point of view. I'm not saying that I understand how women think. I don't. But just try to imagine how she felt. This is absolute betrayal here. Her world would have felt like it was being destroyed. How does she respond to that? Peter says in 1 Peter that she was someone with a beautiful and gentle spirit who would never be destroyed. Now think about that for a moment. Here was a woman who had such strength of character and such grace and such confidence in God that she didn't take out her rage on Abraham. She didn't make a big scene. Instead, she determined, I'll keep faith with God. Now the story goes that Pharaoh eventually found out that this is Abraham's wife. And he says, Abraham, what are you doing to me? This is crazy. I married your wife. And then so he gave her back. And so Sarah went back to her husband and continued to live as custom decreed, quietly submitting to her husband with poise of soul and with beautiful character. She was a remarkable woman. Sarah wasn't being a doormat and doing this. Instead, she was living how society dictated she should, but she did it with strength of character. And she did it with a character that said, no matter how I'm treated, I will not be destroyed. No matter what people do to me, I will not be destroyed. Even my husband, I will not be destroyed because my faith is in God. A beautiful, strong woman that Sarah was. The beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit that will never be destroyed. What a description. Fast forward to the 21st century. Uh, How does a woman, what does a woman like Sarah look like? We live in a different age, obviously, with different customs, different social norms. Uh, Carly won't just do everything I say because I'm the man and that's it. I could never say to Carly, pack your tent, we're walking to Winton tomorrow. Uh, I would get a bit of pushback, I can tell you. (laughs) So we live in a different age. What we need to look at, though, is her strength of character, that she obeyed God's call that she copped the worst of circumstances in the most spectacular of ways. And what made it worse was none of this was her doing. It was someone else that made the decision that affected her like this. This wasn't her fault. She was being punished for someone else's failings. Yet she responded with a quiet, beautiful, strong spirit. I will put my faith in God. To me, that's remarkable. What a strong woman she is. For me, there's three inevitables in life. Death, taxes, and you will face times in your life where you are copying it for something you didn't do. How do we respond to that? How did Sarah respond? With a beautiful, strong spirit that says, I will not be destroyed because my faith is in God. Sarah, a remarkable woman. Sarah was a woman who had strength of character. Sarah was a woman who believed the impossible. 
Listen to this, it says in Hebrews, I'll read it again. And by faith even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Now Sarah got through all that stuff with Abraham and eventually um, uh, they, they moved on to where God had called them to be and the years went by and Abraham had been given the promise, you will have a family, you will be the father of a nation. But they couldn't have kids and, and it went on and on and on. And back in Genesis 15, we read this. After the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, do not be afraid, I am your shield and your very great reward. Then Abram, Abram said to God, what can you give me since I remain childless? Who's going to inherit my stuff? And Abraham said, you've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to Abraham, you will have a son. He will be your flesh and blood. And if you look up at the sky and count the stars, so shall your family be. And it says, Abraham believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. There's no mention of Sarah here, but Abraham believed at what God had said. Fast forward to Genesis 16, it says, Now Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abraham, the Lord isn't giving us children. So take this slave and have a child with, him, with her, and then you can have children. So here we have Sarah, the great woman of strength. Here we have a f character flaw. Here we have something that makes her not perfect, where she thinking, I'm past childbearing age, God's promise I know, but it's not going to happen, so take the slave girl. And so here's the first crack in Sarah's character. And so uh, we have this, she's not perfect, which I really like in this story, because you don't want someone who's perfect the whole way through and, and you can't be like, you just can't attain what they've got. They're too perfect. But here we have a bit of a crack in the story. But then... God came to Sarah and Abraham again. And God came in the form of a messenger that said to Abraham, uh, I know you haven't had kids, but in just a, uh, in a short time, you will give birth to a son. This time next year, Sarah will give birth to a son. And then they said, uh, where is your wife, Sarah? And Abraham said, in a tent. And then they said, as surely as I return, this time next year, your wife will have a son. It says this, now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent which was behind Abraham. And Abraham and Sarah were very old and Sarah was past childbearing age. So she laughed to herself and she thought, after I'm worn out and Abraham's really old, will I now have the pleasure of a son? And she laughed to herself, a sarcastic laugh. And then God said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why is she laughing like this? And Sarah was afraid, it says, and she said, I didn't laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. Now, this doesn't sound like a woman of character to me. She, a woman of faith, I mean. She's given away a slave girl so Abraham can have a son. Then when God comes again and says, this time next year you'll have a son, she laughs a sarcastic laugh and says, I'm worn out and so is he, let's face it. How's it going to happen? And she laughs that sarcastic laugh. So how can this be a woman of faith? Fast forward to Genesis 21. I love this part of the story now the Lord was gracious to Sarah as he said he had and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised and Sarah became pregnant now just think about that for a moment they're in their 90s she didn't just become pregnant she I won't explain it but here's a couple in their 90s acting on the promise of God that's just mind-blowing Sarah became pregnant 
and bore a son to Abraham. If you're a teenager, ask your mum after, okay? Um, bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the very time God had promised. And Abraham named him Isaac, uh, the son that Sarah had born. And when Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him according to the law. And Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born to him. The promise came true. What I find intriguing is as you read through that passage in Genesis, it seems like Sarah has no faith. She gave away the slave girl so Abraham could... Then she laughed a sarcastic laugh and said, how come we were so old? But then she had the child. You think, this isn't a woman of faith. But then you read in Hebrews 11, by faith even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was unable to bear children because she considered God faithful to the promises she had given. For me, I'm intrigued. I wonder what happened between Sarah laughing sarcastically, saying, look how old we are, to Sarah then suddenly believing the promises of God and having a child. Here we have a woman who's a woman of faith, but she was a woman who seemed to have very little faith. But somewhere along the line, she encountered something in God. She had this belief in God that changed her whole life. And she became a woman of faith, that said, it is impossible, he's 199 years old, but I still believe in God. And by faith, the child was born. I wish I knew what happened in her life that changed her life. But what we do know is she was a flawed character when it came to faith and became a woman of great faith. She's an example of a woman who is given an impossible promise only to see God's faithfulness. She's the example of someone who lost faith, yet found it again and saw the promise of God come true. And in the end of this story, Sarah laughs again, but it's a different laugh. If you read in Genesis 21, in Genesis 18, we read the sarcastic laugh. (laughs) How can that ever happen? Look how old he is. He'll never... I won't go on with that. This will never happen. Genesis 21... Sarah said after her son had been born, and God has made me laugh. Everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. No one thought, there's some mums laughing. I try to get a 99-year-old, they look that old. No one thought I'd be able to have children, Abraham's child, but even though Abraham is old, I have given him a son. And I have gone from sarcastic laughter to laughter of joy. In the end, Sarah was faithful. So what's Sarah's lesson to us on Mother's Day? Sarah's lesson to women, to mothers, as well as men as well, we can learn from this, is that there is a character that says, in quiet dignity and strength, I refuse to be destroyed because I believe in God. That's the sort of thing I want to attain no matter what I go through, no matter what betrayal I feel, no matter what pain I go through, with quiet strength of spirit, I refuse to be destroyed because I believe in God. The second lesson I learned from Sarah's story is even though unbelief may come along, in the end, God's promises will come true and I can trust in him. For Sarah, for a period of time, The promise seemed too far away and she lost faith. 
Now, like I said before, I'm glad that happened. Because for me in my life, there are things in my life that I want to see happen and sometimes I lose hope that they will ever happen. Sometimes I struggle. Will God get me through this? Will God give me that? The thing that he's put on my heart, will it come true? Sometimes I struggle. But in the end, Sarah laughed. And my lesson is, even in the times when I lose faith, keep hanging on because one day if I keep faith the promises will come true and my laughter will go from sarcasm to laughter of joy and I will say I am laughing everyone laugh with me because the thing that God has promised will come true at the center of this is God how can I be someone who's strong and will not be destroyed I'll keep faith in God How can I be someone who in the end laughs as I keep faith with God? It's all about putting God at the centre. And as we do, we can have the spirit of Sarah. I love Hebrews 11 because it talks about the great witnesses in heaven that are now cheering us on in life. And I know today Sarah is cheering us on. If you're really struggling at the moment with something that's going on in your life, and it's not even your fault, and you're feeling the pain of it, and you're feeling the betrayal of it, and you're feeling like this is about the worst thing that can happen to me, keep faith in God and say, I refuse to be destroyed because God is with me. If God has put a promise on your heart, maybe you're praying for a child that's far from you, and you want to see reconciliation of relationship. If it's, it could be anything. If God has put something on your heart, keep faith with God. Because as you do, in the end, you will laugh. Even if you're this old. In the end, you will laugh as you keep faith with God. Learn from Sarah's story. And realise, as Hebrews 11 says... She's in heaven cheering us on. And she's saying to you this morning, don't be destroyed. Keep faith in God. Keep believing the promise. Keep faith in God. Because in the end, he is faithful. Why don't you stand with me? I'm going to pray for you this morning. Like I said, there are many people going through many things in their life at the moment. If you're feeling the pain of betrayal or whatever it is and you're feeling like you're being destroyed, keep that gentle, beautiful spirit because you can't be destroyed when you keep faith with God. If you're believing for a promise that's way off, keep believing because God is faithful. Now I'm going to pray for you this morning. Let's pray. God, on this Mother's Day, once more, we thank you for mums that are awesome. We thank you for women of faith that have kept the journey and have set a great example to us. We thank you for women like Sarah in the Bible, who is a fantastic example of a strong woman who said, I will not be destroyed by things outside of my control. Instead, I will keep faith with him. I will keep pressing into him. And I will stand strong in the end. And I pray for people here today who are going through things in their life that could easily destroy them. 
I pray that they would keep faith because as we stand with you, we cannot be destroyed. So bring faith to people's lives, I pray. Lord, I pray for those who, uh, they just, the promise that they got, the thing in their heart they want seems so far away. I pray that they would never give up on you because even when it seems impossible, you come through and you can make us laugh. And I pray that we would look forward to the day when we laugh, when your promise comes true, because we kept faith with you. Put steel in our backbones, put courage in our souls, put faith in our hearts, and we will continue to trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Country Hope Church podcast and that this episode blessed you. If you've got any questions or prayer requests, please don't hesitate to contact us through our email, connect at countryhope.church. If you'd like to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode, that would be fantastic. Otherwise, we hope to see you either online or in person at some point soon.